BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. I've got a new name for Chicago. I'm going to call it Pritzkerville. All oh, right. That's still not uh, catching Darren, on. I haven't thought about you in ages, DB, the big feller. <laughs> Darren Bailey, Chicago. The whole state of Illinois has forgotten Darren Bailey. People are embarrassed that they voted for him. Who? I don't remember. You know that, D, when people are embarrassed, like who they voted for, they they pretend they can't remember. I can't remember. (laughs) Yeah, you voted for him. You MAGA people, that was your guy, D.B. After a long journey that started over two years ago, speaking to thousands of you over the course of several months on Zoom in the middle of COVID, it is such a breathtaking feeling to share this moment. All right, Alexia. Oh, it. come on. <laughs> Barack Obama wins election as Secretary of State. Oh, wait, it's not Barack Obama. Your Ben Jarofsky show for Wednesday, January 4th, is brought to you by SEIU Healthcare, Illinois, Indiana, the Chicago Federation of Labor, the Chicago Teachers Union, and Chicago Reader. ChicagoReader.com for all things there is to know the city of Chicago. Where to go, what to do, what to eat, what to drink. They talk about concerts, concert listings, they talk about reefer, and they have columns from our very own Ben Jarofsky, Chicago Reader, chicagoreader.com. And if you want to help out this program, you can, chicagoreader.com forward slash Jarofsky, J-O-R-A, V as in victory, S-K-Y. It is Wednesday, January 4th. And this is the Ben Jarofsky Show. And now your host, Chicago Reader columnist, Ben Jarofsky. Hello, everybody. Ben Jarofsky here. We're calling this Chicago's AOC Wednesday. And here's why. So for as long as I can remember, ladies and gentlemen, people in Chicago were wondering, how come we in the city of Chicago cannot elect an AOC and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez a unashamed, unabashed, not apologizing for anything lefty. How come we, such a lefty city or such a liberal city, cannot elect an AOC? And there have been some great candidates out there. Samina Mustafa, shout out to Samina. I remember she ran in 2018. Great campaign against Michael Quigley. She could not win. Delia Ramirez, so maybe we, you know, she got elected this year. So maybe uh, uh, she could fall into that category. But so far, Chicago has not really elected its own AOC. But maybe there is a Chicago AOC, actually. The real AOC. And I'm alluding to the fact that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has been depicted, has been shown on all the lefty stations. Monroe Anderson knows what I'm talking about. She's all over MSNBC, talking to the Republicans, cutting deals in the Congress. I love this, ladies and gentlemen. Just everything about this, the Republicans' inability to elect Kevin McCarthy as speaker, vote after vote as we speak. I think the fifth vote is coming to a conclusion. We're broadcasting this. Uh, we're recording this as they're doing the fifth vote. He's not going to win. He's falling shy of the 218 votes he needs to be elected speaker. They are so divided. They are so helpless and hapless. I love watching it. Meanwhile, I enjoy why the Democrats lock solid 212, all 212 of their members behind Akeem Jeffries of New York City. They're not budging. And then because they're not budging, they have power, newfound power. And all of a sudden you're seeing evidence of it with AOC footage of AOC, the lefty congresswoman from New York City, the person that the right has been denouncing for five years, four years now, as a radical leftist, be scared. It's like walking over to the Republican side and talking to these goofballs in the Freedom Caucus. I got it in quotes. The Freedom Caucus being the 20 members of the uh, the House Caucus, the Republican Caucus, who are so loony tune they won't even vote for Kevin McCarthy who is totally spineless, by the way. Kevin McCarthy, Republican congressman from Southern California, totally spineless, pretty much do anything they want. Please, I want your vote. 
So there's AOC going over there, talk to Paul Kassar, talking to who, uh, what's the other boy's name? Matt Bates, you know, all these nutcase Republicans. And, uh, you know, she's that suddenly the lefties are watching this. They see footage of this. I'm on MSNBC. They're outraged. Is she selling us out? Is she betraying us? Well, all these lefties, they start tweeting. I'm a lefty. They tweet. Even the left Twitter's controlled by MAGA. I don't care. I'm still tweeting. So she had to go. AOC had to go on MSNBC to explain the lefties. No, you got to understand. You got to understand that I'm in a, we're in a position to wheel a deal and cut deals. So, you know, we're ready to cut a deal right now. I don't know. What, what do you, what do you want to do? You want to budge? You want to come to our side? This is really, you know, well, how about that? Mag, hey, MAGA, you want to send a message? You want to send a message that you're different than all the other Republicans? Cut a deal with the lefties. Come on, <laughs> come on over to the Democratic side. We'll take you for your vote for speaker. You know, we're not proud. All these, all these confused lefties on Twitter are going, what's going on? I'm baffled and confused. I don't understand this. <laughs> AOC talking. And I love watching it, too, man. I love the footage. We were talking See, Callan Schiller was on the show uh, a couple of weeks ago, the former older woman on the north side of Chicago, longtime lefty in the city of Chicago. At some point, like, you're in power, and you have to be pragmatic to a certain degree. I know this is sound weird coming from me, because I'm like... <laughs> I've been on the Looney Tune laugh forever. Monroe's laughing. He knows it's true. I'm always voting for Bernie Sanders and that kind of thing. But at some point, it's like, you got to be real. You know, you want power? You're going to have to make some kind of a court. So there was AOC talking, talking, talking to the, 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 the wackos in the Freedom Caucus. Now, she was, what she was doing was fact-checking. That's what AOC said she was doing. She was explaining to them that there aren't going to be any Democratic defections. The Democrats will not be uh, running to cut a deal with Kevin McCarthy. They're locked solid. That's just she was explaining to them. She said I, she was explaining to them. But I got a feeling there's a little Chicago in AOC. I got a feeling, to quote the Beatles, that AOC was out there kind of freelancing. Little wheeling and dealing, little Chicago deal, deal cutting. She's never been to Chicago, ladies and gentlemen. But at that moment, AOC was one hundred percent Chicago. Ben, go ahead, Monroe. A- A- AOC has grown up. Mm. You know, this is what I've been trying to explain to you and your fellow bro, bro <laughs> Bernie Bros. For, for several years now, is that politics yeah. is a, is a chess game. It's not it's not tic tac toe where, where whoever gets the straight lines or X's or O's wins. Yeah. It's, it's, it's 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 politics. She is trolling the conservatives right now, the Republicans, she's, she's trolling the hell out of them. And it's, it's messing them up even more. Uh, and we're calling it educational, but uh, they're not going to cut a deal. Uh, any deals that get, get cut will favor the Democrats big time. Well, okay. So we're, who knows where this will go, but I'm with you hundred uh, percent Monroe. Uh, AOC has is, is trolling. Uh, all the footage I saw of her was like, she was just like in their face, letting them know. And I'm not like the lefties out there who just are aghast. Well, they're more like liberals, actually not lefties. They're just so aghast that she's even talking to the, uh, the freedom caucus. And I have that in court. What a name freedom caucus. They call themselves the freedom. There's nothing, there's no indication whatsoever that they believe in anybody's freedom. You know what I'm saying? Monroe, they probably, they're they're, they're very 1984. <laughs> no, more like 1784. I wouldn't. I think they would bring slavery back if they could. Yeah, I'm talking about Orwell. Oh, Orwell 84. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, right, 84, right. yeah. I was thinking literally the year. No, you're thinking no, the no, yeah. Orwellian. Yes, we're, you're we're exactly war, right. Peace and yes, absolutely. Yeah, you're yeah. absolutely right. Uh, so you know, right. Uncle, but this is the thing that's really interesting. Go ahead. Is that several years ago? Mm-hmm. The the on the the popular statement was that Democrats fall in love, yeah. Republicans fall in line. Yeah. 
It's the Republicans who have fallen out of line right now, and they don't know what to do with themselves. And in the meantime, Democrats literally are, are showing up um, on the Internet with bags of popcorn. <laughs> 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 See, and if I posted if myself, I'd have popcorn and champagne. <laughs> oh my lord, that's hilarious! Democrats just watching this carnival. Go ahead, guys, entertain us some more <laughs> with your buffoonery. Right. <laughs> you know, and, and uh, Monroe, you know, weird is weird. I'm just I'm watching this. And I, I have to admit, I can't get enough of this stuff. I am such a political junkie. I'm just one level when you put aside what I want to see happen, just the sheer spectacle and carnival of it. I've been following this stuff since like 1968 in my life, just following politics obsessively from the just from afar with it, unbelievable, just like utterly obsessed with it. But when I see the split between follow me on this split, Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert, just follow. Let's think about this for a moment. The two lunatics uh, from MAGA were each elected. I want to say a 2018 time has kind of all come together. Or may have been 2020 uh, when they were first elected. I've lost track. Both of both of them big time uh, Trump lovers. Uh, they adore Trump. They're MAGA to the core. But Marjorie Taylor Greene cut a deal with Kevin McCarthy. And I don't know. I don't know what she's getting from it. I haven't seen like, has he promised her a committee chair? I don't know, but she cut a deal. She's sticking with him for some reason. Laura Boebert has been on in case. Oh, no, she's supposed to get her committees back. She, her committee's back, but is she going to be a chair of a committee? I mean, this is, this is like, Chicago. no, this is so Chicago politics right here. Yeah. yeah well, this, see, well, you got to remember she's Trump's girl and Trump endorsed McCarthy. So she's just going along with the program, except the crazy 20 <laughs> or 12, whatever number they are, the, 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 the uh, never Kevins. Yeah. Well, okay, uh, wait, hold on. Just think about that. Just think about what you're saying. <laughs> the never Kevins. That's a, <laughs> never Kevins. Uh, well, that's what they call themselves. I know, but you got to know something about Kevin McCarthy, ladies and gentlemen. I know a lot of you out there, you're junkies, but you don't follow politics as closely as the me and Monroe. Let me just tell you this right now. There is nothing virtuous whatsoever in Kevin McCarthy. And if you're a Democrat or if you're a liberal, if you're a lefty, you're watching this, you're trying to distinguish one, like, quote, unquote, good from one bad. These are all, and I'm just going to put it out there, evil people. They either uh, were complicit with an attempted takeover, a coup, or uh, they were trying to take over themselves. So Kevin McCarthy, at best, is a coward. At best, Monroe, at best, he's a coward. You could say, well, there's a distinction between Kevin McCarthy and, let's say, Lauren Boebert, because Lauren Boebert wanted the coup. She was rooting for the coup, or Paul Gosar. Or Kevin. But at the, uh, on the other hand, what, what, what can you say about Kevin McCarthy? He was too afraid to speak up. Do you follow what I'm saying, Monroe? So this, these Dems are trying to draw a distinction between these two factions of Republicans, and I don't see much of a distinction uh, whatsoever. Your thoughts? No, there, there, there's a, a, a distinction. Um, Kevin is uh, in the Trump camp of being a grifter. He's been a grifter, and he's, 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 and and without, he's without a strategy, with, without any principles whatsoever. Um, he's not out for any particular program. Uh, at all, he's just out for himself. So he's he really is a, tr a Trumpster. Um, the 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 never Kevin people are part of the the. Okay, and we're going back to 1984 on this, but they are the call themselves the Freedom Forum, and their whole thing is they want white people running stuff. I don't know what they want, but they have a different, they have an agenda. It's, it's a nutty agenda, but they have one. I cannot, you cannot, you cannot pass a test. You cannot pass a test uh, on terms of 
agenda in terms of agenda items and show anything remotely resembling a significant difference between what Marjorie Taylor Greene, who supports Kevin McCarthy, and what Lauren Boebert, who does not support Kevin McCarthy, want on any issue. We could do abortion. We could do taxes. We could do defense spending. We could do aid to Ukraine. You can't find a distinction. This is a distinction without a meaning. There is no difference. The difference is... I'll tell you the difference. The difference is that Marjorie Taylor Greene cut a deal. They she she got a little Chicago winner too. She, oh, she cut, cut yeah, she, she a cut, deal. That's yeah, the difference. Maybe, yeah, she cut a deal. Yeah, she cut now, a that's deal. That's the difference. Except she she now, from her perspective, she's calling the deals. She's not cutting them. She said, "If if you want if you want my support, this you got to give me." This. And and Kevin has done it. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, um, he, he's done most of what she wanted. And, and he would do most of what Laura Bober wants. If, if Laura Bober said, from here on out, I want you to call me Queen B, yeah. he would say, you're the new Queen B, not Beyonce. You're the Queen B. If yeah. he, He's so eager to get those votes, Monroe. He would do anything at this stage right. to get those votes. Yeah, and that's why he won't get them. Explain that. Because they... The 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 never Kevins think <laughs> that he is a sellout, that he can't be trusted, uh, that he's part he he he's part of the uh, sw- the swamp that needs to be drained. <laughs> Man, now how he got to be that I don't know. This, this, I mean, the thing yeah. is, this this is cray cray. That's <laughs> basically. I, <laughs> You hit it. This is insane. This is insanity. I will repeat what I said. There is no distinction whatsoever between these two factions. And one faction pretends they have standing on principle. They say, we're standing up to the D.C. cartel. That's what the Never Kevins uh, say. We're standing up to the D.C. cartel. And I'm like, what D.C. cartel? You guys were beholden to Donald Trump. So was Kevin McCarthy. You're all MAGA Trump lovers. There's absolutely no distinction in your voting record whatsoever to indicate that there's anything remotely resembling a distinction between and, you. And, and you're taking K Street money, big guys. <laughs> the DC cartel. They just make okay. stuff up. They're all right. grifters, right. Monroe. Right. You, you right. know, anybody who says I'm up against the DC cartel, who's a member of the DC cartel, you know, no. you're a grifter. The never, the never, the, the never Kevins are. Really, just um, anarchists. Yeah, they want to tear down the government. They don't believe in government at all. Whereas the the um, Kevin people, who don't particularly like Kevin, that's that's the thing that's really interesting about this. Is his support, his support is a mile wide and an inch deep. <laughs> so so they they don't like him. They don't care about him. But but they see that their opportunity to to do something. Oh, they want to get it on with their investigations of of, of Biden and the Democrats and the FBI and the CIA. They want to, they want to have for the next two years. They want to have their investigations, their revenge investigations. Yeah, and. It's not working like as they imagine right now. By the way, Kevin, uh, Kevin McCarthy would let him do that. Here, here's here's where Kevin. Yeah, McCarthy no, he would. No, he wants to do that himself yeah. because um, yeah. before the Department of Justice is done, he's going to be under investigation. He's probably going to get indicted because all this didn't happen with him not knowing. Yeah, absolutely, and, and and I'll put you this way: if Kevin McCarthy was going to be a powerful speaker a powerful leader in the republican party and he wanted to create a powerful a republican party in, in sort of like it, with his worldview and i saying this monroe i realize it would never happen but i'm just going to say it he would what he would have done from the moment of the insurrection he would have taken a defiant stand against the insurrection and created a republican party aligned with the kinzinger and cheney and they're all the same birds conservatively all against yeah. abortion they're all for taxes for rich people all for military spending not a dime's worth the difference between any of them and anything that matters to anybody but right. he's such a coward and chicken that he wouldn't he wouldn't dare stand up to the uh to the but he's the not court. a leader that's the problem 
He's not, he, he is not a leader. He, no, he's no. a glad hander. Yeah. That's, that's why he's he's sort of liked by everybody, but because he's a glad hander and he's not serious about anything, they're not comfortable with um putting their their careers in his hands. Absolutely. And and so now you got Kevin McCarthy supporters. So the uh so follow me this, ladies and gentlemen, uh the Lauren Boberts of the world, the Paul Gosers of the world. Uh, are going around saying that people who support Kevin McCarthy are part of the DC cartel, even though they were all part of the Trump cartel, just, right. uh, but, you know, not well, really up to like the November elections. All right. So they're all part of the cut from the same cloth. Meanwhile, this is the part that I have to laugh. The Kevin McCarthy crew are saying that the people against Kevin McCarthy are part of the Taliban 20. That's what they're saying. They're Taliban 20. I'm like, that's your party. You cannot articulate one thing that the Taliban 20, what you call your words, not mine, stand for that you didn't run on. Right, Monroe? It Wasn't it the Republican Party, the Republican voters, yeah. the Republican primaries throughout the country who yeah, nominated this, all the... Yeah, this is what you got to remember. They're all Trump nuts. And to be a bona fide Trump nut, you have to have your nicknames on. You can't. You can't. You can't have an intellectual discussion or anything. But you got to call call them some name. You know, like um, Schiff was Shifty Schiff, for example. <laughs> <laughs> Although there was nothing shifty about the man whatsoever. I mean, he's he's solid, but for 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 their their purposes. Well, I, I will draw a distinction. To see if you buy this. Okay. There are in the Republican Party right now. Yes. There are Trump nuts and there are cowards. The Trump nuts are openly pro Trump, want the insurrection, uh, think the election was stolen, think that there's uh, a deep state that's uh, uh, trying to force us to get vaccinated and wear masks. Uh, they'll pretty much buy anything that Donald Trump sells. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they control the primaries. They control who gets nominated by and large. Uh, yeah. The cowards are all the Republicans who maybe privately don't agree with the Trump nuts, but are too chicken to take a stand. So to me, it's like, what difference? If you're too scared to take a stand, if you're hiding under the table under every si single significant fight, if you don't dare to call out Trump, you're worthless. There's no distinction, really, in my mind, between a Trump nut and a coward. Do you think I'm being too unfair to Republicans? Go. That's hard to be unfair to Republicans. I mean, you really had to put a lot of energy in it. But, no, this is the thing, is they created this monster, the Republicans. And now that they have the monster, they can't control it. And so... If you don't go along with the program, the craziness, then you get voted out of office. It's not, it's not, it's not, um, I mean, it is cowardice, but more importantly, it's survival, political survival for them. Yeah. So what they do is they, they whine and complain about what a horrible leader and person Trump is in private. But then when a camera's around, then they're um, talking the party talk. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Let's get to a, um, a phenomenon that has emerged uh, in this, uh, this debacle over speaker in the last, uh, really in the last like eight hours or so uh, that I did not see coming. Uh, so, so I got to give the Republicans credit. They kind of caught me off guard on this one, but it fits into a themes that we have a lot in our conversations over the last five, six years, uh, Monroe. And that is the emergence uh, out of nowhere uh, to, uh, to be a candidate for speaker of uh, Congressman Byron Donalds, who is a Florida congressman, a black man. Uh, and uh, he is a diehard MAGA man and uh, a total Trumpite uh, and represents a almost all white district and this is a uh, repetition of a phenomenon that we've seen through the last, definitely the last three years, where the Republican Party, in its own kind of weird affirmative action program. We can go back to Alan Keyes. This yes. more than a couple of years. 
Okay, we go back. Yes. Larry Elders in Cali, Herschel Walker in uh, in Georgia. Right. uh, And um, uh, Kanye West uh, in the 2020 presidential. An attempt to find uh, a black person to be the face of white supremacy. Right. And you've pointed this out so many times, Monroe. And I'm like, oh, my God. When I saw that they... Byron Donalds had been put up to run against McCarthy, like after uh, uh, the Congressman uh, Jordan failed several times from Ohio, they put up uh, Byron. I don't know why they shuffled it, but anyway, they put up Donalds. He didn't do any better. He got like 20 votes. But talk a little bit about this phenomenon of MAGA uh, promoting black people to be the face of their party. What what they're doing is this is their way of pretending that they're not racist. See, we got our own black person that they're doing, that, that, that we put them up for this. Uh, and skip the part about they can control the person they, they offer up. For, for example, back during the Civil Rights Movement, um, J. Edgar Hoover wanted to see... Um, the end of Roy Wilkins yes, as the, the leader instead of King because yeah, Wilkins was a, a sensible Negro. So yeah, he go along with us. It's, 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 they're not interested in having a black person who addresses the interests of black people. They want a, they, they don't mind having a black face in a situation who will, will do the will of white people. Yeah. That's, and that's the history of America. And it continues to be. And, and what we saw in this last election in terms of uh, black voters is a complete rejection of that. We saw it right. in Georgia. Right. An overwhelming rejection. Harold Washington numbers uh, for Raphael Warnock. Right. Uh, and, uh, but I, this is a reality of, of the Republican party Monroe that we will now see uh, for the ongoing future, taking people like Don, uh, Donald's and uh, it's, it's just kind of the invisible man. It's, it's, um, if you stop stop and think about it, Michael Steele became president of the RNC. I mean, direct, you know, in, in charge of our chair of yeah. the RNC mm-hmm. when Obama became president, they said, "Okay, we can't have a, we can't have anybody, we can't offer our own black president since they got there, but we'll give them Michael Steele." And then, yeah. Yeah. Michael, Michael had so many knives in his back that <laughs> when he when he went through. T- TSA at the airport. This is like alarms going off everywhere. Yeah. yeah and he wasn't quite controllable enough. Yeah. But you know, I mean, we're going to a tangent here. Uh, you and I have both known black people who are Republicans. Okay. Yeah. We, we both know, and there's like a, I mean, again, I don't want to be one of these guys who go, it was better in the day of Nixon, but like at least Nixon, <laughs> here I am defending Nixon, uh, you know, set up affirmative action programs. Right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they, they like the Republican they, Party. You know, Nixon, Nixon, except for a few things, was more liberal than Clinton and Obama. But those different different times. But he really, he, had, he he set up the EPA. Yeah, I mean wow. he was you know he was I mean if you look at the records and what he was doing, he was more liberal than either Obama or our Yeah. No, we uh wow damn I have to think a long and hard. That's a whole separate show. Uh, but I do know this. Putting aside that that yeah. statement, uh. I'm I'm willing to say he was as liberal as Clinton. Uh, I don't know about. I got to think about Obama. Uh, there was the Obama for the first four years, and then there was the Obama the last two years after he he knew he wasn't going to run for re-election. All of a sudden, he came out for gay rights. Remember that Monroe? <laughs> well, that's because he was involved for like a third that's time. Sleepy Joe 
<laughs> set him up. <laughs> you know, Sleepy Joe went on went on some talk show and, and talked about how he was for it. Yeah. And um then Obama and, and well, the sky didn't fall. Yeah, <laughs> that's what happened. Joe said he was for the sky didn't fall. So the Obama said, "Huh, I may be." Um, what was the term he used? It's like progress evolving. I know he's always evolving. Yeah, well, right. Obama, I might be evolving to that myself. You know, you know what? I, okay, we're totally uh, far afield on a tangent. I've always believed, and really, until I see evidence to the contrary, I will always believe that. Uh, the issue that was the issue of gay marriage and Joe Biden came out, uh, pre- vice president Joe Biden came out for gay marriage before Barack Obama had officially come out for it. Uh, and the uh, spin out of Washington was that uh, Obama was a little upset by that, that Joe, as he said, it went a uh, lean too far above, beyond his skis, whatever that phrase is. I don't know. Yeah. What, Obama's a skier, so I'm not. So I don't know the uh, the phrase, but he got a little too ahead of himself. Yeah. And he acted like he was a little upset with him, uh, but that he would forgive him. And I said, man, what a game you guys are playing. I always thought that they asked uh, – but it was just like you said, the trial balloon the, or, you know, what other cliche do you want? Uh, the canary in the coal mine, you know, B- Biden will take the stand. If the sky is fall, then uh, Obama's covered. He goes, well, I didn't say it. Biden did. And I'm going to bring him in uh, and lecture him about uh, speaking out. And uh, But when the sky uh, didn't fall, life went on. Then Obama's like, well, you know, I'm a little upset with Joe. See, the problem with that theory that you're sticking with yes. is it contradicts your last two years theory. If That's how cowardly Obama is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I know, man. That's how you, you ain't a minute now. You said his last two years. He's like, Obama came out. The tough Obama came out because he knew he wasn't running again. Yeah, I would say, actually, I got to look it up, but I think that uh, Biden leaned over his skis too much on this issue. Right after the 2012 election, I have to look it up, but that's how cautious Barack Obama is. And I, Monroe, I, I remember covering Obama on local issues when he was a state senator uh, in the early, in the 90s, late 90s, and early 0s. And he was so cautious. You know what I'm saying? You could not get him to take a stand. He would like measure it like from 50 different ways and try to figure out like how to, he wanted to avoid a direct confrontation with Daly. He had a, a, a Axelrod whispering in his ears, you know, but he actually, he didn't need Axelrod. I'm not going to blame Axelrod. Obama is Obama. And uh, so uh, to me, that's just the indication of how cautious Barack Obama is all right. We did. I didn't mean to go off on the Barack Obama thing, I, but I do want to have a Chicago. This reminds me. This uh, this the showdown. The, the memory that flooded came back uh, was uh, in from November or December, excuse me, of 1987, when the Chicago City Council met to select uh, an interim mayor to replace the great Harold Washington, greatest mayor the city of Chicago has ever had, uh, who had died uh, one year into his term. And there was so much wheeling and dealing and uh, on the council floor, in the back rooms of the city council, uh, there were uh, people at the whole city was watching it. You know what I mean? For updates, like what's going to happen. And this really remind when I see AOC going over to talk to the, 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 the members of the wackos, <laughs> they're all wackos, but the, the never Kevins and just telling them guys, we're not, you're not, they're not going to be any democratic defection. So just so you know, you want to cut a deal, you got to come over to our side, but we're not going over to your, when I watch this Monroe and then all of a sudden out of nowhere, here comes Byron Donalds emerging as a candidate. It did bring back memories of Sawyer versus Evans with Richard Mel, hoping that maybe he could get the vote somehow or other to be the next person. And that's the, the, um, the, the memory I had, what similarities and differences do you see between what went down in 87 in Chicago and what's going on now? Um, well, okay. Who, who in Chicago in 87, who was McCarthy? 
and 87. Who, who was the 29's McCarthy? I would well, no, I would say that uh, to a certain degree, you'd have to look at the other way. McCarthy uh, would be Tim Evans. View it that way. I'm not talking about ideology. I'm not talking about worldview. I'm talking about somebody who positioned himself to be the replacement who was positioned and couldn't get the votes. And so, oh yeah, that, yeah, well, that was yeah, that that was Tim. Yeah, that was Tim. He yeah. he had been positioned and he couldn't get the votes, and so then his he didn't know how to handle it. Right. I mean, we could talk forever. You and I have both. I think we're in agreement on this. The tactical error, and I said this to Helen Schiller when she was on the sh- on the show a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and the tactical error that the pro Evans people made in 87 was that they didn't figure out a way they didn't, uh, cut the deal with Sawyer. They kept the fight going and, uh, it destroyed the unity in the black community and everything else has been the result, including 20 odd years of mayor daily heck of a job, Evans supporters. So, uh, so to me, that I'm not talking about ideologies. I'm not talking about whether McCarthy is like Evans and this. And I'm just saying you don't have the votes, guys. You got to go to Plan B, and you got to right. figure out a Plan B right. without your guy. And right. that's how I see it. Your thoughts? Yeah, no, you're right about that completely. They they saw your approached Evans and said, look. I don't want to be, unlike Harold, I don't want to be mayor for 20 years. Uh, why don't you let me do it for a, 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 a term or two, and then you can follow me. I'll, I'll, I'll back you, and you can follow me. Uh, this is what they did in Atlanta. So since Jackson, every mayor has been black in Atlanta. Yeah, uh, that didn't happen in Chicago, and so what we have in reality right now is Chicago used to be the black capital of the U.S. It's now Atlanta. Chicago has lost that that, that crown completely. Yeah, and you know that's because what happens when you're in power is you get to establish other blacks in power positions. You get to write the contracts. And they're not tokenisms and, and just, okay, well, we'll do this for you if you if you um, carry out our wishes. Yeah. No, I, I listen, man, that's a whole other story. But when I moved to Chicago in 81, uh, in 82, it was. that Chicago was the cap. Of, I mean, they used to call Washington, D.C. the chocolate city. Yeah. Uh, George Clinton. But. Yeah. Uh, in 19, think about this one. I'm just doing this at the top of my head. Here were the giants that were in Chicago, uh, in 81, 82, 83. Uh, you had Jesse Lewis Jackson at his prime. Okay. At his prime running for president. You had Lewis Farrakhan. Yeah. You had, uh, Harold Washington. Yeah. You had Johnson publishing. You Johnson had publishing. Johnson products. You had Parker house sausage. You, I mean, you had all these these amazing black businesses, and 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 Harold Washington came in, he, he, and, and he said to the banks, uh, the banks as in the financial institutions, "Listen, yeah. you don't have to be a genius to write a mortgage deal. You don't. Ha- this is not the stuff of Supreme Court justices. Any competent lawyer can be can do this. So I want some black people cutting into this gravy. Okay, <laughs> right." You know what I mean? But right. they act like, oh, my God, this is a mortgage. Very complicated. No, it's not complicated. <laughs> uh, yeah. oh, if I didn't have dyslexia, I could do it. Okay. Yeah, no, it's, it's like with that liquor store that was trying to get. I can't, I can't remember the name of it anymore. I, I used to go to it occasionally. But anyway. I know the one they, you're talking about. Yeah, they, they wanted to rehab their building. And yeah, so they wanted a special law. And Harold said, you can't make, he said, you can't make money off of liquor in <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> I, I remember that liquor store. I like that liquor store. It was yeah. over, uh, um, not far from where you live. Right. It was like, uh, geez, I can see it on North the corner Avenue. there. North Avenue and Halstead. Yeah, that was a great yeah. liquor store, man. They had yeah. so much. And that was, it wasn't Benny's. It wasn't a chain. No. I think it was uh, Rosen's, but whatever. Anyway, neither here yeah. nor there. 
It was yeah. a great liquor store. I know the one you're talking about. Yeah. I used to go there all the time. Uh, so, yeah, no, to me, it's very Chicago. Uh, and just watching them shamelessly uh, horse trade uh, is very Chicago. Uh, and then I have to repeat, I have to come back to this. I love watching AOC just go out there and just talking, talking a little trash, talk, do it right, doing a little trolling, but also leaving the door open. You want to come over, let me know, okay? <laughs> But it, but it, but it's going to be our rules. Exactly. Right? It's going to be our rules, not yours. Yeah. Right? Letting them know, guys, there's not going to be any defections from the Democrats. It's going right. to be 212 for Jeffries every step of the way. Right. You know? So, and Monroe, let's because talk about a lot, of them, a lot of the Democrats don't like Jeffries that much, Akeem. You know, because he's too moderate for them. So they don't like him. But... They finally, the Democrats got a wake-up call. You know, it was, it's not woke, it's awake. <laughs> and they are now awake, and they're doing it. They, they, they're taking care of business for a change. Monroe, just think about that. I, what you're saying is true. Hakeem Jeffries is the quintessential moderate centrist Democrat, ladies and gentlemen. Right. right. You know, he is the quintessential moderate centrist Democrat. The 20 people who are lined up uh, against Kevin McCarthy are the nuttiest of the nuts. Right. All right. They're the nuttiest of the nuts. They were rejected in this last election. Even among like the most milk toast, middle of the road, live out in the suburbs. I, I heard, I read in the Tribune crime, you know, it, that kind of Democrat, that kind of wussy Democrat. Even those people rejected the nuts. Okay. So, Hakeem Jeffries is their kind of centrist Democrat. And even then you can't find five Republicans to say, you know what? I've had it with you nutcases. Lynn Cheney was right. Adam Kinzinger was right. You're going to destroy our party. I'm going to go over making a temporary accord with this centrist Barack Obama, Rahm Emanuel, David Axelrod, Richard Daly, Democrat. Okay. The kind that Ben can't stand. <laughs> you know what I mean, Monroe? You can't find five Republicans to do Because that. they will lose. It would be a suicide mission, a kamikaze <laughs> mission. They would they would lose. That's that's how crazy the Republican voter is. Well, okay, so th you're, now you're raising a good point that once again draws a distinction, follow me on this, ladies and gentlemen, between a gerrymandered district. Yeah, and, that's, the, that's the culprit. Yeah, that's a gerrymandered district yeah. and a statewide district. Because as we saw in Georgia, if uh, a quote-unquote moderate, and I have it in quotes, will be victorious against Trump uh, in a... Uh, a statewide election, but if you gerrymander district so that MAGA reigns and rules, then yeah. yes, you're correct. Right, it's and no, that's that's why you have the the Republicans have the problem they have now because they have all these gerrymandered districts where if you're the congressman there, you can be as crazy as you want to be. It doesn't matter to the, that group because they're hating on Democrats, they're hating on liberals. You know, they want to, they want, they they, 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 they want to bash the liberals. And so, if these people, if uh, like Taylor Green, if she does something super crazy, she gets a lot of money contributions, yeah. and she and, and she gets wholehearted support from her area. And so they, they have this they have this 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 two camps now and yeah, it's, it's it's killing them it's killing them by the way i want to point out one more time marriage taylor green uh has voted with for mccarthy every step of the way i just am laughing my head off and lauren bulbert is on the other side i'll be it's really curious to see what propaganda and since i get to both of their emails i'll know uh, what kind of uh spin they're going to put out on this uh to sucker uh the dummies who give money uh, to them. Uh, all right, Monroe, we have to talk about Donald Trump's role in all this. Uh, no, you must have been laughing your ass off. Donald Trump, uh, trying to be the uh, the kingmaker, uh, came out with a full-throated endorsement of Kevin McCarthy as speaker. After he had waffled. Yeah, he after waffled he waffled. Yesterday, <laughs> you know, he went to his standard, well, uh, 
we'll have to see how it comes out or something. I forget what it is. He uses it whenever he doesn't want to, to make a commitment. Uh, well, he he changed it. He came out. It was all caps. He put it in all capital letters to show how <laughs> he doesn't take anything. No, that, no, he, okay, yesterday when he uh, wouldn't back him, he was he, uh, he he was getting calls of people from from some of the the nuts that he likes, saying we don't want McCarthy. Let's get some other folks. And so he was going with a oh I don't oh dear I don't like. Then the McCarthy people said, wait a minute, time out. <laughs> you were the one who told us he was his guy. Yeah. You, that he was your that he is your guy. And so we went out there and we backed him on that. So now what are you talking about? Why you gotta back him? You said he's your guy. We need you to help us get him over the hump. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Oh, great leader, you. <laughs> however, <laughs> however, so far, Trump's coattails yeah. uh, don't appear to be very long. If, in fact, uh, if there's a new fashion going on, is where when you get to the back, instead of it being coattails, it goes in an upward curve. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by the way, while you were talking, I just popped into my mind. You know who's been awfully quiet? A certain governor of the state of Florida, Ron DeSantis. Hey, Ron DeSantis, come on out from under the table, Ronnie. Come on out from under. He's hiding under a table. This is scary. I don't know what to do. <laughs> totally. No, it's not- such a mess. This is so chaotic. It's so- <laughs> there is no, this is why, this is why the, um, Democrats are, are eating popcorn, you know, and just watch it because this is such a mess for them. I mean, there is no good ending. Yeah. Whoever gets elected, the crazies are going to be calling the shots because they, in order for whoever gets elected to get elected, they're going to have to agree with that one person can, can yank your chain anytime he or she wants to and, 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 and pull you out of office. All right. So let me take a look. Uh, I'm going to take a look at the phone and see if anything has changed in the last, since we went on the air, I'm going to do this real fast. Uh, let's see. I'll go to the Washington post. They're pretty good on this stuff. Uh, okay, here we go. Here's the latest headline. Two, so Chicago, just so you know, Chicago, this is at 2.26 Chicago time in the afternoon on Wednesday. Okay? Wednesday, January 4th. In fifth ballot, GOP foes again deny McCarthy as speaker. Republican Lauren Boebert says Trump needs to tell McCarthy he lacks the vote. Uh, so, uh, so right now, that's where we're stand. Uh, McCarthy has failed again. So... I'm thinking, uh, as we close this show, what would be the uh, the plan B, if you follow me? What would be an alternative outcome? Because it's clear that Kevin McCarthy does not have the votes. So here are the possibilities that I can think of off the top of my head, Monroe, and then you weigh in. Okay. Uh, so there's a possibility uh, that Kevin Mar- McCarthy concedes and uh, – reaches an accord with somebody from uh the the nutcase uh wing of the nutcase party <laughs> the nutcase wing of the nutcase party uh to find a person that they could all save face and back so uh of unity from uh the republicans there could be uh an accord reached between some members of the republican party who break away from uh the nutcases uh and Kevin McCarthy and join the Dems to support a Dem, or it could be somebody from outside of Congress who you, the, the speaker of the house does not have to be actual Congress person. So it could be somebody from outside the Congress who could, could be a Republican who could uh, pick up enough democratic support with the McCarthy people to be elected. I, I don't know. Those are three possibilities that have popped in my head. Uh, your thoughts. You have any other give, possibilities? You a, give you a, well, if, if the other possibility is that um, Kevin wears them down. You know, he just makes them keep voting and voting and voting because everybody wants to, nobody wants to sleep in, in carts at, at the uh, Capitol. And um, 
people want some people want to go home. Yes. So they got their families there waiting to see. They came to Washington just to see him get sworn in. And they can't see that because nothing happened. So he may be able to wear him down. That's that's re- remote also. But I'm going to give you a wild card. Okay. Since you don't have to be a member of Congress. Yes. And the Republicans do have a real leader. Trump. <laughs> Trump. <laughs> Trump. <God>. Wow. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I mean, and, and they have that that has been floated before among the, the, the Trump nuts. I mean, they have they have mentioned it. Wow. Now, uh, in, in what's been going on the last few days, that, that hasn't nobody said anything about that. That would be so insane. Just pause and let's think about that. First of all, it could happen. But just think about this. Just think about how fast things change in American politics, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, In the aftermath of November's election, I read all these op-ed pieces by various Republicans uh, of like the George Will variety uh, who like are just real conservative, but uh, realize that Trump is uh, a loser politically speaking, and the Republicans have to divorce themselves from him. So that's the direction the Republicans were supposedly going to. That's why so many Republicans were talking about uh, Ron DeSantis. That's why they were promoting candidates other than Trump. They needed somebody, anybody other than Donald Trump that they could cling to for their future. Okay. (laughs) So here we are one month after that or two months after that. And what are they doing? Possibly going back to Trump. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think they, you know, I I mean, it it actually would be interesting. uh, If um, they did push him, somebody did, they, they did bring up his name to see, I mean, that would really put the, the uh, Republicans in a trick bag because their 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 voters uh, the, the, their, their their voters like Trump still. He's still popular yeah. among the, the voters. So the idea that he he would be the leader until he could be the leader. No, this is the point I was making uh, at the outset of the show, and I make all the time. There's no, in my opinion, difference between a quote-unquote nutcase Trumper uh, and a coward. So my point being that I don't believe, if let's say Donald Trump, his name was advanced. Right to be the speaker. And Donald Trump said, yeah, I want to do this. Donald Trump, of course, would be thinking that maybe as speaker, it would be a way for him to sabotage one of the many investigations that are ongoing. Oh, yeah, no. No, that that, that could be his, he he would think of it as get out of jail free. Absolutely. He's always scheming. So I can can see Trump figuring it out. So Um, I can't see a Republican with the guts, the courage, I mean, courage is the wrong word to use because it like courage is like a real virtue and standing up to this thing is like the, like, wow. You, so you get another job. You, you guys are lawyers. Anyway, you go back to being a lawyer. You don't have to be a congressperson forever. You know, it's not even courageous. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, I don't see any of them, um, defying Trump. I think he could get a lot. I think he, you're, I think as preposterous as it is, you're on to something. He could get elected speaker from the de- Republicans. <laughs> the Democrats would be like, yes. Thank you, thank you Lord. <laughs> Praise God. There is a God. Right. Oh, my God. Wow. Speaker Trump. <laughs> oh, my God. And then they would be launching investigation after investigation about Hunter Biden and Hillary Clinton and what? 
<laughs> oh, the FBI. This, yeah. Well, they're planning on doing this anyway, but they do it with rigor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Because now it's going to be more Benghazi-like, these yeah. investigations. They had 13 of them, I think, but none of them were serious. It was just a – in fact, the reason the reason McCarthy didn't get the leadership five years ago was because he, 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 he said the quiet uh, things out loud. Yeah. But he said they'd used Benghazi yeah. to, to um, dirty up Hillary. Yeah, and he said that, and the Republicans were claiming that that's not what they did or were doing. Yeah, and then he comes out, they they go, "God, is this guy stupid? <laughs> we don't want him." By, by the way, I'll give you guys another example. Uh, when you were just going on for about uh, Benghazi, this popped into my head. Yeah, uh, about how uh, Democrats are more strategic this time. Right. Uh, this is the theme that you had uh, earlier, Monroe, when you said uh, uh, Democrats uh, fall in love and Republicans fall in line, how things have changed. Uh, on the local level, not too long ago, we saw uh, Michael Madigan attempt to be reelected Speaker of the House here in Illinois, didn't have the votes, tried several times. And Chris Welch, who is really one of the, like, this guy knows how to play the game, Monroe. Speaker Chris Welch, state rep from yeah. uh, the uh, western suburbs. He st- he he. Follow me, the Republicans. He Welch was with Madigan until, and there was like nineteen, the equivalent of uh, the Never Kevin's. We had like there were like nineteen Democrats who were like Never Madigans, right? And Welch was not one of them, and Welch was not allied with them. But he allowed his name to be used by them. They, the compromise deal was, we'll go with Welch if it's not Madigan. And that's when Welch surfaced. Do you follow what I'm saying? And that, right. that showed uh, an amount of political uh, discipline on the part of Democrats that is completely non-existent with the Republicans in Washington. That just popped in my mind when you did the Benghazi thing uh, about having Kevin McCarthy's mistake. Chris Welch was a, a da- uh, Madigan ally for years and years. You got what I'm saying? And yeah. uh, he played it so well, Monroe, you know, and he's now the Speaker of the House and doing a great job, in my humble opinion. Your thoughts? Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, uh, w- w- Willie Brown in California yeah. cut, a, cut a deal. <laughs> the, the, the Democrats were jerking him around, and he cut a deal with the Republicans. <laughs> so. <laughs> I mean, these things do happen. I'm not hearing you for some reason. Uh, here we go. I accidentally uh, turned myself off. Oh. Willie Brown, uh, a maestro of the game of politics. So I'm not saying, listen, folks, when I say all this stuff, you know, I'm uh I don't. I couldn't do the things that they're doing. I don't have it in me. Monroe Anderson does, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, Monroe Anderson was the press secretary for UGs. He knows how to play the game. I watch these guys, Monroe, with fascination because, like you said, it is a pl- game of political chess. It's knowing when to make your move. You know what I'm saying? Move to make. Yeah, right. Yeah, and uh, and staying cool and calm in the middle of it all, and you know. I have to admit, to a certain degree, people who can do that, uh, <laughs> I, I am impressed by them. <laughs> and I love that AOC has emerged. <laughs> and then she, I don't know if you noticed, but she had to go before her. She did a, a video for her listeners, her, her fans, you know, trying to yeah. respond to them. I know you've seen things about this, that, and that she wanted to explain. <laughs> and all these little nervous lefties, what's going on? <laughs> Oh, Lord. All right, Monroe. Uh, this was, yes, popcorn and champagne time for you and me, man. <laughs> so let's make one final prediction before we head out for you. Come on the show every Wednesday. You think next Wednesday when you come on, there'll be a speaker? Uh, probably, but I, 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 I wouldn't bet the family jewels on it. Yeah. I, yeah, I, because then. God, what year was that? Um, 1923. 
Yeah, either now I'm talking about the fifty-six, eighteen fifty-six is on. Oh, right before yeah, when yeah. they went two months wow. without a speaker. Yeah, and I, that was that was a precursor to the Civil War, of course. So we don't want that. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Um, all right. Very good. Well, Twenty-three um, probably is going to be more like it. It. it, it there were there were. Um, because because McCarthy is not has no spine and only half a gonad, uh, <laughs> he'll probably give up the ghost in another day or two. No spine and half a gonad. Oh my God! There's a campaign uh, theme. I have no spine and half a gonad. Um, all right, Monroe Anderson. Thank you very much. We'll talk to you next Wednesday. All right. All right. Okay. All right, that's a great Monroe Anderson. Also, I want to thank the man, the myth, the legend, the pride of joy of all Illinois, without whom this show would be possible. And as Kevin McCarthy and Laura Bolbert will tell you, back home at all, they call up Dr. D, and the D stands for the marvelous. Keep yourself raised, take it out of petty cash. Peace and love, everybody. Mm-hmm.